Hey, welcome back to the show. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. We got Cam Newton going to the Patriots, Bubba Wallace, some dumb takes by Colin Cowherd, and we're going to give you some updates on college football's war on COVID-19. Oh yeah, and MLB's back, at least we think. Stay tuned. This is Let the Meat Takes. Bonjour, and welcome to Let Them Eat Takes, the sports podcast for the outrage era. Era? Era. Era. I'm Jonathan, and I'm here with Scott and Justin, and we have a lot of really funny and noteworthy things to talk about. There is Very juicy. Be, there is going to be an MLB season. Yay? We just spent a whole week talking about a piece of rope in Alabama. And um, yeah, yeah, NASCAR. <laughs> we'll get, I'm gonna get things officially kicked off with Hasty Takes by stating that it was a much ado about nothing. I was impressed with how NASCAR came and supported Bubba Wallace. However, it probably was just a rope pull. And then NASCAR releases a photo, and it 100% looks like a noose. Oh, it totally is a noose. <laughs> <laughs> it very much is a noose. Before seeing the photo, I was like, "All right, guys, are we reading into things?" And I was like, I ain't never seen a, a garage pull look like that before. <laughs> he got, oh, no. got on purpose. <laughs> That's. Uh, I'm glad we're putting this uh, in hasty takes because so much has been said about it already. And really, gosh, I mean, when they talk about media literacy being a problem for people, they could just dial it back and just say literacy because all the people who said, ha, told you. Wasn't a noose when they when they initially said he was a victim of a hate crime. Clearly didn't read the report because they did say it was a noose. Well, that's said it had been there for a while. That's what confused me. Well, not confused me. I was just like, okay, the FBI determined there wasn't any intent or malicious, or or at least they couldn't find something. I guess criminally wrong. I don't know, but they kept saying noose in their report. I'm just like, they keep calling it a noose. And then NASCAR releases the photo. I'm like, that's why. Yeah, that's a noose. <laughs> that's why. Um, I mean, it was the noosiest noose I've ever seen, like a, in any very, picture. I've, ne- oh, I've yeah. never seen a pictured noose that looks more noose than it's, that. It's, oh, not yeah, even, it's not even like you look at it and it could be interpreted as anything else. I don't know if I should admit this on a show, but I actually know how to tie a noose, and that is by the book. It's you know missing a few loops, but like there's no question that is a noose. I will go ahead and on record and say I don't know how to tie a noose. I don't like, even know what actually makes a noose different than just a quote knot. Like a slip knot? Yeah. What's the difference between that and disturbed? Oh, got him. Got him. I think we should move on. I think it's all that needs to be said about that. <laughs> yeah, it was a noose. <laughs> We're moving on to yeah. the, the, I would say of all the things we compiled for today, this one made me laugh the loudest and feel the worst at the same time as I laughed. <laughs> NFL uh, player uh, Ryan Anderson, who I guess plays for the Redskins, he's a linebacker. 
who's explaining why he plays as hard as he does. Uh, and this is according to a Redskins podcast. He said that if I can remember my granddad's name, sorry, if I can remember my grandkids' names, then I didn't play the game right. <laughs> Which is a hell of a, <laughs> hell of a thing to say. <laughs> so NFL's ongoing conversation with CTE. And we got this guy saying, like, listen, <laughs> if I don't have a little CTE when it's all said and done, I probably didn't win a lot. <laughs> I mean, based on what he says, he might already have CTE. Right. Oh, that's, hey, now that's the real take. Just closing that loop. <laughs> if he, uh, if Ryan Anderson's kids are uh, listening to the show at any point, have as much fun as you want uh, naming your children because uh, grand- Granddaddy Ryan, he ain't going to remember any of them. <laughs> if he played it right, we'll see. We don't know if he's played the game right yet. Only time will tell. If he remembers all those kids' names one Christmas, one of them just says, so uh, I guess you were just kind of a punk-ass little bitch, huh? <laughs> <laughs> if you can remember your family, you didn't play the game right. Them someone, someone didn't tackle hard enough on Sundays. <laughs> Sundays. He ain't want it. Gosh, what a terrible take! It really is. So here's 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 what's dumb is that I think I think episode one we advocated for the use of steroids, even though it did cause pee shrinkage in the baseball players. Mm-hmm. Now here we are saying that oh don't don't let them play the game the way they want. We need to, we need to protect the players. But I think this maybe warrants you know this break from character. Okay, we're pro we're pro pee pee shrinkage, but we're not pro self-induced brain damage right that's where we draw the line is that our precedent going forward yes okay i'm good with that also anti-nooses just to make that right very clear, clear uh, cannot be more clear about how anti-noose we are very anti-noose and that was a noose <laughs> all <laughs> right <was> a noose. <laughs> <laughs> moving on we're going to talk about uh uh we're going to talk about a college game day crew possibly going to monday night football so this report came from, I think NBC reported, but ESPN's been talking about putting Herb Street and Chris Fowler and maybe a few other personalities on Monday Night Football. Excuse me, should the college uh, season be delayed or canceled? And I don't know what professional football is going to look like right now, but I think sitting at home watching that fake crowd noise being pumped into an empty stadium while Ryan Anderson is trying to you know truck a guy and cause brain damage you know, for himself, I think it'd be really comforting to have Herb Street and Fowler and some of these college guys talk about the pro game. So is there a reason that ESPN is not bringing back the original or last year's crew? Were they just who, like, what, who, who was last? Was it Mike Tirico? No, I think Tirico moved. I think they got rid of Tirico. Oh. The who was last year's crew is the answer to the previous question. <laughs> exactly. This article says it's Joe Tessitore and Booger, Mc, Booger McFarlane. Oh, I love Booger. I couldn't even remember who they were until I read the article. So I could see oh. why they're not returning. Um, Mike Tirico did used to do Monday Night Football, but when ESPN went through all those layoffs, I think he was one of those people that – or maybe not. Maybe he wasn't laid off but left shortly after. I think he got laid off. Oh, okay. Is he oh. is he doing um, Notre Dame games now? Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think I've seen him on NBC. Mm. Yeah, he's really good – but I think he also has a history of being inappropriate with women. And um, so I 
Yeah. Word on See, the I street. thought that was yeah. part of the Monday night experience. Was uh, teetering on the edge of being inappropriate. Uh, next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Matt Ryan says he's the best quarterback in the FC, in the NFC South. Uh, he was on uh, Pardon My Take, which is a sports podcast, I think, owned by uh, Barstool. And they straight up asked him, so do you think you're the best quarterback in the NFC South? And what other answer are you going to say other than, yeah, I think I, other than yes. Are you going to say, nah, you know, I think, you know, I think, I, you know, I blew a 28 to three lead. You know, I don't think I deserve to think I'm good at anything anymore. Let's calm it down. He did not blow that 28 to three lead. First of all, don't you know, he fumbled totally that not. ball and got that hold and didn't, and you know, missed tackles. That was all I'm him. not going to put that on Matt Ryan. No, no, no. I was, this, I is, was, this take is basically, uh, analogous to the Dan Mullen take from a week or two right. ago, right? We're like, is your team going to win some games? Like, well, yeah, of course he said yes. <laughs> I, I think the difference here is, you know, Dan Mullen, you know, they, they could win. I don't know. We've already talked about this. I think Matt Ryan might actually have a good case. I think you can make the case that Matt Ryan going into 2020 might be the best quarterback in the NFC South. Well, who got Ted- is in that conversation? It's, it's definitely possible, and the other people in the conversation are <laughs> Breeze, Breeze and Brady, right? who as their careers as a whole have both been better than Matt Ryan. They're also both very old. Right. The thing about Matt Ryan is I think people forget that he's always top 10 every year. Like No one ever brings him up and talking about who's you know a top quarterback in the league. But he's been pretty dang consistent, and he's probably still at the peak of his physical game. When I look at Breeze and Brady, I just, you know, I don't know if they could throw a ball further than 30 yards downfield. <laughs> Maybe not anymore. We're going to find out. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe uh, Joe Brady can make Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers the next LSU. Oh, my gosh. No, there's not going to be a next LSU, at least not necessarily anytime soon, and it's probably not likely. But they didn't stop Bruce Feldman from writing the whole article about who's going to be the next LSU, things to look for, which, yeah. the provide any options? He lists a couple different options, but they're just – none of them are very good. It's just like people – ignore the circumstances of how LSU took such a big leap forward. And they just, you know, they're like, oh, it happened once. Surely it will happen again every year. Let's write an off-season article. No, that's not how it works. So, uh, nonsense. That's like yeah. not impossible, but everybody acts like it should happen. Right. So, yeah. And I mean, then, exciting uh, prospect. Yeah, and – you know, sure, it could happen, but it's not something you like have to be on the lookout for every year. You know, it's not likely in a given year. But anyway, uh, we had a, a take from Jason Whitlock that was surprisingly coherent. So that's the Jason <laughs> Whitlock uh, anti-special. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, um, listen, he's a – what's the word? Um He's a pot stirrer for he sure. He reminds me yeah. of uh, what was that guy back in the day, a baseball player? Was it he played for the Diamondbacks? God, Mark Reynolds. He would bat like two hundred, but hit forty two homers. Or like <laughs> you know, and so like when he hits it, oh. it's really gone. But man, he doesn't really hit very often. <laughs> so uh, this one from Jason Whitlock was was pretty solid, and he's basically was saying that 
athletes right now should be making real demands, which I don't know, maybe real is not the right word, but his point was that, you know, especially a lot of like the NBA players, right. Who are so recognizable, you know, they should be doing things like demanding that Nike, you know, provide more jobs for Americans and for, you know, African-American people and stuff like that. Right. Um, just basically saying that they should, the, the people that are pushing for social change should also be pushing the companies that are giving them a lot of money and be pushing for some, uh, some other tangible um, results. So, yeah, it is kind of a case of what people call what about you know, he's looking, he doesn't really like how they're making these, you know, stumps on social change in the United States. And they're like, well, what about the sweatshops that are, you know, taking away jobs from the U S but I think it's a, it's a pretty solid point. You know, it's one of those situations where they don't have to stop, you know, stumping on social justice, but they can do this and they could probably leverage their influence for immediate impact. Should they start asking for things like, you know, Nike quit, you know, maybe take some of those sweatshops away from China and other places and actually pay people a standard living wage to make those shoes. They might get a little bit more expensive, but, you know, in for a penny and for a pound on Jordans, as they say. My cynical, realistic take is that it's much easier to be a little social justice warrior on the Internet and create equality T-shirts made with, you know, as Jason Whitlock says in an article, made with Nike in mind, in mind where he makes the Mikey, Nike's making money off these, these shirts, nothing wrong with the shirts. But when you start talking about moving jobs and closing factories and building new factories to bring jobs over here, you really start rubbing some of the really higher up rich folks the wrong way. And it's just much more comfortable to tweet from your couch. Let's put it that way. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so in the end i'm kind of like will you actually push back and get a little uncomfortable and really push for people to to do things that would make a difference or are we just gonna what's the word that they use all the time uh no what's that word oh my gosh raise awareness yeah. what's that raise word awareness. yeah it's raise awareness raising aware raising awareness i'm just trying to raise awareness you know who makes your air jordans it's not the good people of Akron, Ohio. <laughs> uh, I'm well, just glad you didn't come up with like a fake Chinese child name and throw that in there. You know, my, my, my brain was heading there and then a little voice said, nope, 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 nope. Thank This goodness. is the internet. It's forever, baby. I don't, know <laughs> day, someone... I don't know if what I said made any sense, but... I mean, I know we, we're, we're not... We're probably somewhere between 50 and 100 listeners right now, but you never know. Someone might listen to this and be like post my picture on Twitter and say, get this man fired. Could happen. Speaking of getting people fired, can we get Kendrick Perkins fired? Because I mean, come on. He's yeah, killing me. I think, I think any of us could, could be a better take maker than, than Kendrick Perkins. Yeah. One of his latest, greatest ones was that Isaiah Thomas was the, is the second best point guard in NBA history um, behind Magic Johnson. Obviously, Magic Johnson is a legitimate choice at number one, uh, but there's almost no reason to think of Isaiah Thomas as number two. Right. He could squeak into the top five, maybe. Maybe. But but that five is about the highest you can go. Two is non-negotiable. Kendrick Perkins, uh, 
is and was and always will be much better basketball than me, but also his basketball opinions are real bad. Yeah. I mean, even if he was top five, a lot of former players would push back on that just because they hate him. You have to remember this guy played in Bill Lambeer's combat basketball. Right. And that's why Perkins is saying, oh, he's number two, because everybody else would, you know, if he's number five, a lot of people don't like him and would try and drop him. So he's just taking the needlessly opposite approach that is completely indefensible. He's not number two. Talk about like having but good basketball players with bad opinions. I mean, I think even Michael Jordan has said he doesn't think Steph Curry is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Michael Jordan has terrible basketball opinions. Uh, how is his team doing? They're great, right? <laughs> love love the Hornets. They win so many titles, right? <laughs> the pride of the Tar Heel State. They went Hornet, Bobcat, Hornet. Yeah, they used to be the Bobcats because I think the the original owner was named Bob and he wanted to name the team after himself. I had a you know, Charlotte's Hornet. I hope that's a joke. I had a. I don't think it is. <laughs> oh, gosh. I had a Charlotte Hornet's cut off cut like sleeve cut off hoodie thing is this like the cut off midriff cut off not cut off there the sleeves are cut off but it was like this really cool color because i thought the colors were cool and i didn't give a crap about about basketball and i was like i like this city i like this color and then when i found out they were the bobcast when i was like in college or high school or something i was pretty sad i mean a bobcat is a majestic creature but anytime i hear of it as a mascot i just think like junior varsity like top, I don't know. Or yeah, think of like, like Georgia bad, College. <laughs> it's like a bad high school movie yeah. mascot, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. that maybe uh, that was the oh no, Wildcats was a high school musical. Never yes, mind. that was Wildcats. I, I feel like Colin Cowherd is perpetually an extra in a bad high school like sports movie. Doesn't he just give you that vibe? Yeah, he's like He's like that high school kid from those uh, John Hughes movies who shows up three times every time he's just being a consummate dick <laughs> to uh, Molly Ringwald. Oh, my God. Uh, so, in his latest news, I guess he decided to be a constant dick to most of the good NFL quarterbacks. And so, this one is like, I mean, it's super classic clickbait. There's no way he even believes this. There's no way. I would wager a testicle that Colin Coward does not believe this list. <laughs> so he came out with a list of what he labeled his top five arm talents. This is NFL quarterbacks. Okay. Arm talent is kind of vague. Like what in the world does that mean? But basically just who has the best arm. Well, and it's not just, not just the strongest, but like some of it's probably accuracy too. But basically which dudes can just throw the ball, Sweet. right? Yeah, which which guys can sling it. So, John, if you were going to start having a list of top five arm talents, what kind of what guys are you considering? You don't have to give me an order. You know, you could have six no. or eight people, but who are what guys are you thinking about? Right, who's order, coming to mind? Off the top of my head, I would probably go with Aaron Rodgers. Eh, not on the top five. Maybe like a Matt Stafford. Eh, not Try the top again. Five. Are you serious? Yes, dead what serious. What about like like a Roethlisberger? Nope. nope. What about Philip Rivers? Did he retire or is he still playing? Nah, man, uh, Philip Rivers still playing, not on the list. What about Matt Ryan? Nah. No, but he shouldn't be on that list, so. Well, I was just going to a different I'm going I'm going to a lower tier at this point. What about Jacob Eason? No, it's there's no backups. He only listed like established starters or guys that are starters. Well, I'm um, running, I'm I'll, running I'll give you names the names off the top of my head, I'm not gonna lie. I'll give you the most notable 
omission, even more notable than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, oh. he's pretty good. Known he's for really having he's okay. the best arm in the league. He's not right. on the top five arm talent list. Not in the top five? Who's his top nope. five? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's his top five? Read it off. <laughs> All right. One, Russell Wilson. Get okay. the frick out of here. Russell okay. Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson could be in the top five. Totally cool with that. But it's you know pretty non-negotiable. He's not number one. Uh, number two. Old Tom Brady. Get out. Tom Brady is not in the top 10 at this point anymore. He's old. 10 years ago, sure. Yeah, maybe. Even then. Debatable. Even then debatable. But now, not a chance, right? Oh, the ghost of Sammy Baugh, number three. No. Number three, (laughs) Drew Brees, who can't throw the ball past the first down line. He's never had a really explosive arm, even when he was young. Nope. And then – and then number four, Kyler Murray. Um, maybe. I mean, he's eh. probably not top five, but this one's not insane, like two and three. Uh, and then number five, Jared Goff, who's like literally the definition of average NFL quarterback by every possible metric, <laughs> height, weight, skin color, arm, everything. And he he's went, somehow number five. He went with like a homer pick for five because doesn't he live in L.A.? Oh, yeah. You got to have L.A. in there. Didn't you know that L.A. is the center of the known universe? I mean, I don't, I don't get it because I've heard Colin Cowherd dunk on Matt Ryan a fair number of times over the years, and to me, Jared Goff is like young, early career Matt Ryan, but even more Matt Ryan year. If that makes any sense, he's off-brand dumb Matt Ryan. Right. It's like if if Matt Ryan wasn't smart at football, then it would be Jared Goff. Right. <laughs> I do love. I finally clicked on the link. Scott didn't want me to look because he wanted me to give. But I finally clicked on the link, and he posts it and just says, discuss. And the first comment, or not the first one, the highest rated comment is Tom Crabtree. It's like an old NFL player for the Packers, I guess. And he says, you're an idiot. Discuss. (laughs) (laughs) I like the, uh, there's a GIF reply of, uh, it's uh, Patrick Mahomes writing a name in a book. I think I take it from the scene from The Office where uh, Ryan Howard just like writing down all the stuff that all the mean stuff people say to him so he could get back to him in the future. Ryan Howard or Ryan, you mean Ryan Williams? No, no, uh, Ryan Howard, the character from The Office. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, the 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 uh, the, temp. the temp. Yeah, B.J. Yeah. Novak's character. Hot take: It's from The Office. It's not important. Moving on. <laughs> Ugh, regret how much time we spent on that oh we get to go to the main stuff now right yeah oh. real stuff all right the entrees the cake trays of entrees of cake the savory cakes all right so let's Meat start pies. let's start off with the wow we all saw this coming and it's still so lame for almost all nfl fans and that is Cam Newton to the New England Patriots. And I think Cam is paying them $10 million a year for the right to play. Is that correct? <laughs> I mean, he might have $10 million to spare, so I don't feel as bad, though. He's definitely getting robbed. How much is the veteran minimum? Because that's come up a it's lot. It's like $8 million, I think. So uh, I think that's not correct, but his deal is worth up to $7.5 million with incentives. <sighs> so in this case... The veteran minimum may not actually even be important what that number is because I imagine most of the incentives are going to be incentives that basically amount to where you are starting quarterback all year. 
So probably if he's the starter, which is most likely the case, he's probably going to hit all those incentives. But yeah, seven and a half million, under ten million dollars for a starting NFL quarterback. When every starting NFL quarterback that's not on a rookie contract is getting paid like twenty plus million, probably. I don't know. Yeah. What if he has hat incentives built into his deal? Like you can wear any. Any hat you want in a press conference, we start fining you if you start wearing more than four feathers in your hat. I can tell you Dave Portnoy is excited about it because he did a whole video today wearing a Cam Newton-style hat about how he was excited. Oh, good for Dave Portnoy. Wait wait till Dave Portnoy finds out Cam Newton's black. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was almost a topic I brought up in here because – uh, canceling Barstool Sports was trending on uh, Twitter earlier today, but someone made the observation, you can't cancel these guys for being assholes because that's pretty much their whole brand. It's not far from <laughs> the truth. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I uh, did you see what Adam Schefter said about uh, Cam Newton's deal? Mm-mm. So I didn't know this, but apparently the Patriots – may have been busted for cheating again. Oh, yeah, they were. Um, <laughs> that announcement came out approximately three minutes before the Patriots released the Cam Newton news, right. which, as much as the Patriots are complete douchebags, <laughs> I respect the hustle. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure most teams are cheating. I mean, our our favorite team, the Atlanta Falcons, rise up, cheated in the worst possible way in pumping fake crowd noise. And I went to a game, and it was super obvious. I mean, but, worst possible way, okay. Well, the worst possible way in that it was not effective whatsoever right. and was incredibly obvious. Yeah. It was embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's like, it's like, oh, hey, look, I'm a pitcher. It's the ninth inning. We're down 12 to 1, and I'm going to hock a loogie on this baseball because I'm trying to get this batter out. It's like, come on. It's not relevant. Uh, no, you're right. Uh, yeah. This is the here's a tweet from uh, Adam Schefter. This is very New England. Now, if Cam Newton plays well in 2020 and leaves as a free agent, the Patriots could get back a compensatory. Uh, did I say the word right? Compensatory. No, uh, compensatory tw- is correct. Okay, compensatory. Tw- 2022 third round pick to help make up for the 2021 third round pick. The NFL is taking away from New England for its videotape violation. <laughs> Brilliant. Classic. So they get to have Cam Newton on a steal of a deal. They're paying Cam Newton less money than Mitch Trubisky to be their starting quarterback, and they're going to win back a pick the league took away from them for cheating. I mean, it's all very New England. That's like what New England did with other players, right? When Brady was there, they would somehow get – do you remember when – what's his name? I'm not going to – there was a receiver that got a Super Bowl MVP on one of their Super Bowl seasons – and they just let him go. They're just like, all right, go sign wherever you want. Was it um oh gosh, I'm I'm Dion something. Dion Branch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he goes and does whatever. And then lo and behold, he's back like a couple seasons later, probably not getting paid what what the, what he was gonna get if the Patriots had just signed him straight up as a I freak. mean, freaking I Tom Brady. They, they get talent for value all the time. It's just they've never right. this is pretty outrageous though. An MVP. Tom Brady probably never got his true market value the entire time he played there. He he had that extra UG money though, you know. He was at. he did man UGs. Mm-hmm. I did like um, this one tweet um, from <clears throat> that I found earlier today uh, from a 
from a guy at the ringer. He's, his name is Roger Sherman. He tweeted, a fun game. Ask an Auburn football fan whether they think Cam Newton or Jared Stidham is a better quarterback. Oh. <laughs> guesses of how this would go. 93.5% would say Cam. 6% <laughs> genuinely concerned something is wrong with you, tell you to sit down and bring you a glass of water, never get around to answering the question. Half you percent mean- Stidham. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds about right. I mean, one of them won the Heisman and brought back a national championship that was miraculously not stripped from them by the NCAA, still to date. And the other one lost to uh, UCF in an orange bowl that UCF later used as the uh, the platform to claim their national title in 2018. Seems like a no-brainer. Seems pretty straightforward. Um, um by the way, <clears throat> looking at NFL quarterbacks, it looks like Cam Newton will, if he maxes out his deal, which I'm, they haven't listed the incentives specifically, but I think it's sort of expected that that will happen. Um, he's going to have the 25th highest cap hit among quarterbacks this year. Mm. So that is part of how the Patriots uh, are successful, right? If Cam right. Newton is the 10th or 15th best quarterback, then they saved $15 million a year on him, and they can spend that on a defensive player instead. Right, and he's probably a, sort of a stopgap quarterback anyway for him. It sounds like they're really high on Stidham. Or they might find a quarterback in this next year's draft that they might really like. You never know. So we're going to move on to uh, MLB, or we want to talk more about Cam, 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 Cam. Believe it or not, I do not want to talk about Cam Newton anymore. Former Carolina Panther. Well, one last thing about Cam. Is he going to start wearing warm scarves or is he going to stick with the same real like thin ones that are just for show? I'm uh, I'm hoping he just wears bathrobes and swim trunks and he just, you know, does the opposite we did in Carolina. Instead of ignoring, you know, the blistering heat in Charlotte, he's going to start, uh, you know, just feeling that New England brisk fall air. I wonder how that um, Vespa ride to Gillette Stadium is going to be when it's 15 degrees outside in November. What can I say? We predicted Babushka Cam, so you heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Uh, baseball is back. Almost. I guess, yeah, yay. Almost back. Yay. What do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about the rule changes? Yeah, let's talk about the rule changes. So the MLB... Uh, hit us with this really nice graphic uh, a few hours ago. All right. The return. Teams report July 1st. Opening day, July 23rd, 24th. 60 games, 40 divisional, 20 interleague. Universal designated hitter. Okay. Trade deadline, August 31st. Automatic runner on second base in regular season extra inning games. That one surprised me. Uh, one that's not listed here is uh, relievers have to face at least three batters before being switched. Oh. So I'm going to go on record and say I like both of those little rules that make a lot of people mad. I will join you on Which the Which ones? Could thing. Name, the, name for our listeners. The relief pitcher has to face three guys rule. That should and, be permanent. And these extra innings start with a runner on second. 
Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of negative feedback on the extra innings runner, but like we can't have 30 inning games. I like what I mean, I mean, here's the thing. It's not like MLB created this out of nowhere. I have played in leagues that did this. This has been around for decades, right? And it's pretty functional, and it works, and it helps you decide the game. And, like, we got to get out of here. We play 162 games the regular season. You got to decide them. It works for Little League. It'll work for the big boys. <laughs> hey, Church League softball is just as much fun as Major League Baseball, and that's not my fault. Yeah. I mean, I like where their head's at with the extra innings thing. I mean, you could put them on first, I guess, if you're worried about him being like directly in scoring position right away. But yeah, something to make the something to incentivize winning during regulation, regulation time, quote unquote, even though baseball has no time. The first nine innings, you know, and be like, you know what? Because right now, base players don't have to worry about that. They're just, or managers, they're just, they know that they can go as long as they need to. But it's like, oh man, the game's going to change after this inning. I should probably, should probably do something about it. Yeah. As a, uh, as a Braves fan, I do like this format because it seems like there's one of two teams that are going to really benefit from this, just in my opinion. It's either going to be the ones that have really deep bullpens or the ones that have crazy bats, just a lot of offensive production. And we already knew the Braves had good offensive production, but they dumped a lot of money into their bullpen. My fear is whoever wins the World Series this year, it's not going to be like a big deal. People will forever put an asterisk on it because it was like that fluky 60-game season that they had all these crazy rules. I'll be honest. If the Braves win the World Series, I don't give a crap that it was a short year or whatever. Everybody else can suck it. Like, so. Um, One thing thing that was noticeably absent from the MLB graphic is I didn't see the DH asterisk that mentions it's also in place for 2021 already. Maybe step Scott. They they left that off the graphic. I don't know. I don't know why. They don't want to deal with more scathing reviews from the National Review. Talk about how much they're ruining baseball by, you know, implementing meaningful positive change. My buddy, I have a buddy named Kevin, and we went back and forth on Twitter about how, about the DH thing, because he like really likes it. He's more of like a classical purist and like wants to see the pitcher and I guess enjoys the, the strategy that is involved late in the game. I could, I mean, that's fine, but I'm also like, we're like, it's 2020, and like, you can't, it's just not, that kind of stuff does not translate to entertainment value on television. It just doesn't. And so all of these, all of these changes that I'm reading here makes the game more exciting, more watchable, gives it more urgency. I really hope that they just cut games off starting next season instead of, was it 162 instead of 162 go down to like i don't know 120 or 100 100 would be amazing It'd be so much better so much yeah. better and the thing with the dh is yes some of the tactical aspect and the you know the scheming and the strategic switches in the late innings when you have pitchers hitting can be meaningful can be fun right but you're trading three innings of maybe having that if the game is close late in the National League for like six previous innings of having real baseball players bat, right? Pitchers are not like, (laughs) they're not any good at hitting, right? 
everybody's like, well, what about so-and-so? What about so-and-so? Like Tim Hudson was always like a classic example. Tim Hudson was a career 160 hitter. 160. Somebody, on, somebody that you and I, you know more than I do, but you and I both know on Facebook was carrying on about how like, well, pitchers ought to be good hitters. They shouldn't just focus on pitching. I'm like, no. I couldn't roll my eyes any harder when I was reading those takes. All sprinters should be Olympic weightlifters. No, it's very different things. <laughs> Henry Ford would beg to differ, sir. You like capitalism? There's a reason like we're not America? driving. There's a reason we don't drive Model A's anymore. <laughs> Get out of here, man. Well, mm-hmm. They got that Japanese prospect, man. He can bat 300. He's got that 250 ERA. Yeah, you hear that pitchers, every five years. Pitchers are pitchers. Stop making them hit. They suck at it. It's a waste of time. I agree. Yeah. I am I agree. not here to watch people hit. And now if we could just give Pitching them, tip. you know, performance-enhancing anabolic steroids so they can crank out, you know, the 60, 80 home runs a season, all offense. Anything put, that makes the game more exciting, I am for, within reason. Yeah, I, I agree. I think these changes are good. I'm really looking forward to see how it affects the flow of the game. My prediction is it's going to be positive. I think people will be more interested, not just because the the window to enjoy baseball will be shorter. Cool. Well, there's been a lot of things, uh, a lot of division lately. Here in you know the reign of error is, or excuse me, <laughs> the reign of error is just a is a fierce, the fierce the force. reign of fire, the classic movie with Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale. Never seen it. Mm. You're missing out. It's an all time great. I'll put it on a list. Would you guys? Uh, of course, I think we've been on the same page. But would you like a take that unites us anyway? Absolutely want to take that unites us. Only if we can play the music. Let me think about it. In these troubling times, when the bonds we all share are threatened to be torn asunder by the quick takes, the hot takes, the medium rare takes, and the takes that are doomed to be deleted on Twitter tomorrow, we need a sports take to bring us back together. Now more than ever, these are the takes that unite us. I'm really excited that we get to uh, to give this take today because I uh, I'm I've been a big fan of Wes Blankenship for a while. I think he's a breath of fresh air in a sports media world that takes itself way too seriously. He hit up the Twitterverse today to give an important announcement, which he did in some kind of character. John, I think you can play that for us for for our good listeners. Yes, on their treadmills. Yes. Is this the- legal? I mean, play it, but I'm just curious. Uh, I will make it legal. Ooh, Star Wars reference. Yeah, I, 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 I I'm, I'm a big Star Trek fan, too, I gotta say. <laughs> oh, this is uh, West Bank and Chip announcing his new, uh, I guess you'd call it a sports venture? Something like that. Play it for the good folks. Man alive, I log online, this gets me. It gets me. I'm fed up. I log online and see people saying, nature's healing, nature's healing. Well, nature ain't healing my hunting dog, son. He's still about as useful as an inflatable dartboard with that bad leg. Man, it smells. I'll tell you what is healing. Sports is healing. Baseball's healing me. They finally figured their mess out, praise the Lord. Basketball's healing. National Bubble Association. NASCAR had a tough week, but NASCAR's healing. Golf's healing. You know Coffee Town High School football is about to heal an entire community, except for when they play them dirty, rotten cheaters from Brighton. Brighton's going to need a lot more healing. When Coffee Town's done with them boys. 
But the bottom line is this. Sports is healing. And I reckon we need sports more than we've ever needed them before, son. And Tackler Media is fixing to tell you all about it. It's about to be big time. Y'all stay tuned later today. And let that turkey work. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to see if they've posted anything else since then. That uh, character I think he's trying to do, I think it's one of the kids from uh, Friday Night Lights who uh, didn't get over his own emotional pain revolving his life around football and is making his own kids do the same thing, if I had to guess. That makes sense. Well, he's done that sort of uh, generic South Georgia high school football announcer uh, shtick before, right? Which is uh, very good, in my opinion. Oh, it's spot on. He was the guy who said, uh, I think months ago, talking about wearing masks. He said, mm-hmm. we got to put our masks on in the spring. So our boys, Wear your mask. <laughs> so our boys can put on theirs in the fall. <laughs> the, be- the best part is that now all the football coaches are actually like adopting that exact same kind of stuff. <sighs> Man, maybe he should be coaching in the SEC. I would uh, just, just a matter of time until he's a fake SEC coach. Uh, SEC sure. coach, number one in our hearts. I mean, I would just like to use this this moment to uh, this unifying moment to formally ask Wes Blankenship if he ever listens to us. One, please forgive us for ripping your footage off your Twitter feed. Two, we would like you to be officially, unofficially, the unofficial mascot of Let Them Eat Takes. Also, that footage is on Twitter, and therefore, per America rules, is now free and belongs to everyone. All right. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah I'm not a lawyer. There, I guess I'm not. Also, not a lawyer. You are the <laughs> most educated here among us. <laughs> not on law. <laughs> <laughs> I did take a I did take a com law class to get my journalism degree. So and, I'm a and bit what did that com law know. class tell you about Twitter? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. I mean, Twitter can't even tell you anything about Twitter these days. Sure, mm, that's a good point. Like, there's all these people who are like, well, I don't get any advertising money, or I don't get promoted like oh, i wonder why that is yeah me neither <sighs> yep so if you got i guess i don't know we we haven't uh, officially endorsed any products i know we flirted with you know dunkaroos and we've uh, talked about a few vintage video games that you can play illegally online but i guess you know, <clears throat> you know go check out a- tackler allegedly I have a hot take straight off the presses. Oh, baby. Ooh, hit, hit us. It's my hot take. Uh, you know I'm a big fan of Trevor Bauer, pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. He's great yeah. on social media. And by, by great, I mean he's just very, very okay sharing how he feels about everything. And everyone. I'm not sure what happened. I'm guessing he uh, people are mad at him for doing an interview with somebody, but he tweets this, which is awesome. He says, Dear Cancel Culture, can y'all make a list of every reporter's politics and whether you agree with them or not, so I know who to do interviews with this season and who to cancel. Don't want to get canceled for talking about harmless subjects with the wrong people. Thanks in advance. I think that would be a help to not just the athletes, but the fans as well. I mean, here's the thing. Why why are we asking a 29-year-old pitcher's opinions on anything political? I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say this is a shut-up-and-dribble kind of thing. I'm just like... That's good. He can't dribble. Wrong sport. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck dribbling a baseball, Trevor. <laughs> shut up, shut up and pitch. 
Shut up and throw me a two scene. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was funny. Uh, we can continue. Hey, Trevor, how come you ain't talking about the people in Hong Kong? No, I don't know if Major League Baseball has any official ties with China like the NBA does. I, I did see he get he got into spats recently with Kurt Schilling and uh, Aubrey yeah, Huff, both uh, great baseball players who uh, share too much on Twitter. <laughs> there is a common oh, thread here. <laughs> Um, anyway, None of them know how to turn off caps lock. Is that the common thread? Yeah. Um, how did you want to wrap up? You want to talk about college football? Yeah. So I figured we've been talking, we've been following college football's uh, war, uh, flirtation, maybe better put with uh, COVID 19. So maybe we could just do a roundup of what's been going on. Uh, I think a few weeks ago, we talked about uh, the five players from Alabama who tested positive and, uh, that seems like a drop in the pond compared to the news over the last couple of weeks. You got teams like LSU and Clemson reporting, you know, 20 to 30 players test positive. So I think there's some people are starting to wonder is if, if this thing's actually going to happen at this point. Mm. I, I got to say we, uh, we had a take from our boy, Dan, old, old Dan W. Oh, Dan uh, Dubs. Old Dan Dubs. And Apparently, the bridge too far for him was Boomer Esiason suggesting that some college football players might be intentionally exposing themselves to to COVID-19, not just general exposing themselves, let's be clear, Um, (laughs) right now on purpose so they can't get it during the season. And his response was, as ethically questionable as college sports seems at times, this is a conspiracy theory bridge way too far, which is incredibly stupid. Like it right. may not be correct, but <laughs> millions of people have suggested this, even I if mean, it's not actually like a good medical strategy because there's a lot of unknowns and maybe very reckless, but a lot of people have suggested this. A lot right. of people think it's a good idea. So how is that even a conspiracy theory? I mean, it's been suggested even tongue in cheek on this show. Like, and I don't know, this is the same guy who is trying to say like, oh, you know, offensive linemen are technically obese. Maybe we should be worried. Like, That's a conspiracy is, theory. How is this a bridge too far for you, Dan? Has he finally exhausted his penchant for sensationalism and he just has to tone it down? Here's the conspiracy he, theory. I, don't think, I think he only hangs out with people who think like he does and isn't around people who do anything even remotely at, that, that's even remotely risky. Like if it's like a 5%, not to say that there is no risk in intentionally contracting COVID. That is not what I'm saying. But I just feel like he, he doesn't understand what it means to like take a risk at all in anything. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm full of crap. I guess he's a syndicated columnist for yesterday and I'm not. So Yeah, but we got to value what that's actually worth right here, right? Because I'm reading the things he says and apparently that his status is meaningless because he mostly says dumb stuff. That is true. But this, <laughs> is, true. this is a layup. I, I mean... It would be like if someone said, oh, I don't know. This person has to be smart. They're an elected official. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I mean, look, I know insert, insert your elected <laughs> official of choice or non-choice in there. It works just the same. I know tons of people who would absolutely give this advice or uh, subscribe to this, ascribe to this advice. Right. Well, just go ahead and get it and uh, get it over with. Well, he, can I can I can I read you guys a quote from Dabo Swinney from a few months ago? You can always read Dabo to me. Okay, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to capture the dab. Are you gonna do a Dabo voice for us? Yeah, let me try. Let hold me, on, let me, hold on. Is this 
adult Dabo or is this the little like angry shoulder devil Dabo that's whispering in his ear trying to convince him that everybody hates Clemson? I don't think there's any difference between the two <laughs> in this quote right now. Let me read it for you. I have zero doubt we're going to play. This is America, man. We stormed the beaches in Normandy. We've sent a car and drove around on Mars. We walked on the moon. This is the greatest country and the greatest people in the history of the planet. <sighs> We've created an iPhone. I can sit here and talk to all you people in all these different places. We got the smartest people in the world. Listen, we're going to rise up and kick this thing right in the teeth. You don't, Are you telling me that man is not going to have a chicken pox policy and just put all these guys together and hope they get herd immunity. Come on, Dan. <laughs> you think he's not good. You think he's above that? <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to kick this virus in the teeth. I'm, I'm going to kick it right in the teeth. Now y'all Keith now. Fat, tiger, fat, tiger, fat, fat, fat. Fat, tiger, fat, tiger, fat, fat, fat. It was a noose. <laughs> it was a noose. Holy crap. That was funny. <sighs> Yeah, so definitely, as I mean, we can't prove it. Just like we can't prove that noose was intentionally put in there for Bubba, it might have been. We'll never know. But I don't know if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. It's then probably it plays in the Pac-12 and can't win the national title. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was even better when I was going. <laughs> uh, man, but there's all these. There are. There's a lot of other things going. A lot of other uh, interesting things going on talking about buildup for this uh, college football season. Like uh, New York Times did a story on uh, what's that company? There's a company that's uh, that makes whistles. Oh, it's Fox 40. So uh, Fox 40, it's a company that was started by a former referee for college in the Olympics. And he makes, you know, a lot of professional whistles are used by uh, referees. And he's made one that's electronic. You don't have to blow into it. And uh, it's been proposed as maybe a alternative to the traditional whistle in light of all these, you know, concerns over droplets being spread, all that hoopla. And uh, I've listened to it and it is the sound of pure agonizing tinnitus. Be uh, prepared and uh, don't wear any um, headphones because it's really loud. It sounds like this on one. Oh. Is he going to bump the uh, that. tone number two? Nice. Not in focus I mean, at all. Good video. I mean, instead of play to the whistle, it's going to be play, play to the fire alarm. Right. <laughs> right there. It sounds like this. Oh, that's a. Oh, it's not a volume. It's just an alternate. Oh, it changes pitch. Yeah. One. It sounded like a bad laser gun. Is yeah, the, uh, like, a, like a space laser. Normal whistle. And it goes like this. Okay, okay that one doesn't sound that bad. It's like a video game whistle. Yeah. As I told you, it's really powerful. Yeah, it sounds like NBA Jam, <laughs> that last one. Okay, I'm it's, okay with it if really they do the last one. It's powerful. That's how he described it. Powerful. It's a, power, it's a powerful whistle, man. Just hold this whistle in your hand and just... The power coursing through you. I got to say, I'm all on board with electronic whistles. That is one step closer to replacing all referees and officials with computers. So Amen. I support it. Amen. Oh, they don't I'm know sure. what's coming. Just wait to those as whistles. As long as it's not on that first aware. setting, because that sounded like a fire alarm. For sure did. I think self-aware whistles was the plot of the most recent Terminator. Is that right? I don't know. I didn't get to see it. I heard it was all right. I have it purchased. I just haven't watched it. 
I mean, everything after Judgment Day is just kind of meh. I mean, I remember people really dogging on T3, but then after Wait, like... hold on. Point of clarification. After Judgment Day, the movie, or after Judgment Day actually occurs, i.e. the movie after Judgment Day, not named for Judgment Day? Oh, no, no. Uh, T2, Judgment Day. Okay. Now, they Sorry. go back and revisit Judgment Day several times in the Terminator universe. That one's awesome. T three is actually not bad. Right, I, people dunked on it so bad when it came out, but then once we've seen like these other ones, it's like you know, it's not that bad. It's got some quality yeah, art. Arnold Schwarzenegger lines in it. Terminator three does. We'll end with we'll end, we should end the uh, we should end today by me explaining to you the scene when he's outmatched in every way by the futuristic robot that's been sent back to make sure Judgment Day happens, and Arnold's there to obviously thwart her. And so they're in a they're they're in a scrap and about to be smushed by a big elevator, and she's like trying to crawl away, and he grabs her and pulls her back and pulls his like battery cell out, which is incredibly explosive, and he jams it in her mouth, and you get this worried robot look, which I didn't know robots could be worried, but this this robot looked like it was totally human and worried for a second, and Arnold goes, "You are terminated," and then then everything explodes. And I thought it was great. <laughs> it is one of the most brutally violent scenes in all the Terminator movies, which totally makes up for all the times that uh, that other Terminator kicks Arnold's ass in that movie. Yeah, he's the uh, match. <laughs> the best part of Terminator Three was when they destroyed that big, huge building that was just all windows. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, and Arnold felt that that was so vital to the script and character work in Terminator that he gave back some of his own salary to make that happen because they went over budget. Yeah. It was, they went over budget. It was going to get cut. And he was like, no, if there's one thing that's essential to Terminator, it's destroying 12,000 windows at once. Listen here. I've been in movies for a really long time. People want you to blow stuff up. I will pay money for you to destroy things. Yeah. I use some of my Conan money. Take it. Yeah, the Conan money. That's what he lives off of, the Conan money. Uh, well, is that, that going to wrap us today? That is going to wrap us. Oh, man. Thank well, you for listening. Oh, wait. I thought you wanted me to do the thing. Nah, you do it. You'll do it. You do it, man. Okay. Thank you for listening to Let Them Eat Takes. We hope you have a great rest of your day or week. Au revoir, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, thanks again for listening to our show. If you like what you hear, tell your friends about it. Or, better yet, give us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever you're listening to this. Also, give us a follow on social media. We'll give our links down in the description below. Thanks. See you next time.